Hello, and welcome to the new episode of Sorcery and Superstition, your podcast for all your short story fantasy needs. I'm your host, M. Bradley Peters. I'm an audiobook narrator, and I just really enjoy fantasy stories. They're my favorite stories. And so I bring stories from new and unknown authors to you. Short stories, of course, because, well, this is a podcast. We don't have time for long-form narration. So, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. This week's episode is The Boy in the Floor by Peter Lampman. This is a relatively short story. Um, Well, (laughs) they're all short stories, I suppose. But this one is shorter than the others. We tend to range somewhere between the 10 to 30 minute range, and this one's going to be closer to the 10 minute range. So um, enjoy your short commute or whatever it is you're doing, the dishes, you know, scrub, 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 and listen to this charming tale of uh, it's, it's fantasy horror. It's, it's nice. It's a nice story. I don't know. I'll let you decide what you think it is. Boy in the floor. The first rays of sunlight. The door is opening. Somebody knew. This is it, a young voice cried. Stupid monks. You shouldn't be so quick to judge, a voice came. Who is that? The young voice became panicked and excited in the same breath. Look to the northeast corner and you will see. No. The voice was scared. You come to me. A soft laughter filled the room. You will soon see that I can't move anywhere. You sound young, like me. I'm young, but not like you. My name is Carell. What's yours? Pilash. Now you come to me. More soft laughter. I'm afraid I cannot comply. I'm stuck in the floor. Finally gathering courage, Pilash walked across the stone floor in his buffalo-skinned shoes and looked at the boy on the floor. Carell's head was covered in a thick mop of brownish-red hair, his face full of freckles and a smile that crept unthinkably far. He could have been in his early twenties, perhaps a bit younger, like Pilash. Carell's clothes were simple brown woolens, but his body ended at his waist, The rest seemed to be sunken beneath the floor, but Pilash knew that was impossible. After closer inspection, Pilash saw that one of Corel's hands was also hidden beneath the stone tiles, and his torso was encompassed by black arcane symbols. As you can see, Corel reassured pleasantly, I can't go anywhere. You're as stupid as they come, aren't you? Pilash taunted but the smile never left Corel's face. I admit that I have done my fair share of bad things to get into this position. However, I don't know if stupidity had anything to do with it. You're stuck in a floor, Pilash yelled. How could you not be stupid? I can't wait to tell the other villagers about this. What will you tell them? Corel asked, feigning confusion. That there's a boy stupid enough to get himself stuck in the floor. They won't believe you, Corell assured. Of course they will, Pilash snorted defensively. Why wouldn't they? 
because this is the stone hut in the middle of the forest that all the townspeople are warned about, the one place where even the bravest souls are told not to go. Nobody will believe at anybody, even a young man like yourself, ignored all the warnings and tales to see what was inside. Pelash cursed under his breath. Stupid monks, they're the ones that keep everybody afraid of this place. But I wasn't afraid. A large smile creased Carl's face again, which was starting to annoy Pelash. What makes you so happy? I know I've given up a lot, but my life isn't so bad. I can't run through the forest trails or swim against the river's flow. But the monks take good care of me. They feed me my favorite food, tell me stories, play games with me, and make sure I'm never lonely. As a matter of fact, the only reason I'm alone right now is because I ask for some privacy. Then the monks come in here? Pilash asked as he took a seat in front of Corel. Every day, although they never want to stay long, they think it's dangerous. They say an unnatural heat rises from the floor, and it scares them. Arrogance shone through Pilash's crooked smile. Heat rising through the stones? It has been cold for months, and I guarantee there is no heat in these stones. You don't feel it? Wondering for just a moment, Pilash let his hand touch the surface of the stone, and instantly felt the heat surge through his arm. Laughing in nervous delight, he quickly pulled his hand away. At least there's something a little more interesting to this place. The villagers will be pleased when I tell them this story. They still won't believe you, Corel smiled. But if you could bring back some proof, Pilash thought for a moment. What kind of proof? The floor is so hot that it creates a soot on the soles of your feet. Take off your shoes and keep them on the floor for a time. The soot is an unnatural sort, so the villagers will have to believe you. Hastily doffing his shoes, Pilash was only too eager to gain the proof he needed. After placing his feet on the floor, he felt a little queasy, but pushed past the feeling. Would you like to hear a story? Corel offered. What kind of story? One about a demon. Pilash nodded. Several years ago, Corel began. A demon with two horrible tusks, a hide like stone, and a noxious miasma for breath was rampaging through small villages. It crashed through homes and trees on a legendary rampage. With an insatiable appetite, it devoured all living things it came across. Even though the demon didn't discriminate, it couldn't find another morsel that tasted quite so good as a young boy. It was their boundless energy and fighting spirit that made them especially tasty. The demon attacked this very village, but a group of monks were ready for it. They had created a powerful seal that would lock away the demon's powers by compelling it to sleep. There was a tremendous battle as all the men, women, and children of the village worked together to force the demon to the monk's seal. Dozens of lives were lost that night, and the monuments to their sacrifice still stand, and the scars against the earth still linger. However, as the monks feared, their spell wasn't strong enough, 
the demon was asleep, but at any moment its voracious appetite could force it awake and its rampage would begin anew. Even though it pained them, the monks knew they would have to feed the demon young boys to keep its appetite sated. Many boys have come before me, but I am one of those sacrifices. I am slowly being devoured as a means to keep the demon in peaceful slumber. Eyes wide with horror and tears, Pilash knew the boy was telling the truth, having seen the shrines and broken earth himself. Those monks are smart ones, though, Corel continued with a mocking tone. I didn't believe it for a long time, but they are a lot smarter than you think. No ordinary person can enter this place. You've done something. Something unforgivable. Pilash's throat tensed. The boy on the floor couldn't have known what was done. It didn't matter anyway. It was an accident. It was a monk's own fault for trying to keep secrets from him. With a knowing demeanor, Corel spoke. The monk isn't dead. They were testing you, and you failed. That was their part. The rest was up to me. Those stupid monks, he spat, always acting like they're in control of everything. Tell me, stupid boy, what did you do to be delivered to this demon? Corel smiled. I lied, cheated, and murdered. For that, I must go through the daily torture of being slowly eaten alive. I'm a criminal, but the monks keep me fat and sedated so I don't kill myself by smashing my face against the height of the demon, the thing you so foolishly think is the floor. My time is almost over, though. I have served my penance, and will shortly die. Corel smiled again, but this time it was different. Tears rolled down his face, and his soft laughter filled the room. What do you mean? Pilash panicked. The seal, Corel explained, looking weaker after every moment. Pilash looked in horror as he could see blood seeping away from Corel's body and the circle of black markings were no longer there, but around his own feet. The demon much prefers fresh meat, and I have been here a while. Trying to run out of the room, Pilash found his feet were now stuck to the floor. That is the end of the boy on the floor. I hope you enjoyed the story. I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. I love these short stories, all these different perspectives, different authors that I get. It's just, I don't know, amazing. So I really enjoy sharing these all with you, and I hope you enjoy the narration I bring to you. And here at the end of the podcast, I'll do my own little plug. Um, For one, I don't want you to forget that this is Peter Lampman's story. He wrote this, and he is an author, and I will have any information that I can, I have about him to pass on about his other books and writings and things on the Facebook page for Sorcery and Superstition. And as for myself, my second audiobook just released for sale on Audible, Agonal Breath by Richard Estep, and narrated by, of course, me, is a wonderful paranormal type story about a teenager and his friends who enjoy, enjoy, not enjoy, who explore a 
old tuberculosis hospital. Um, it's very interesting. It has ghosts and excitement and all those kind of things. So you should definitely check it out on Audible. Um, I will have a link on Sorcery and Superstition's Facebook page. Thank you again for listening, and tune in next time to Sorcery and Superstition.